Welcome to Consume for Good. I'm Billy. And I'm Emily. And we're just your everyday couple trying to find our way through a plant-based keto lifestyle. With that said, before we get started, we always like to say if you're planning on changing your diet in any way, shape, or form, please consult an expert uh, to make sure that it's the right change for you. Today, we have a really fun episode for you. We're going to get started with frequent topics and myths, and then after that, we'll talk about uh, is it worth it? And then we'll end the episode with our favorite wins, fails, and adjustments. Emily will kick us off with uh, this week's myth and topic. Yeah. So this week we want to talk about something we see a lot on uh, social media. And I think it's, it's not necessarily a surprise, but the idea of having the least amount of carbs or is this product too carby? Is this food too carby? So the idea of you can't have any carbs right. on keto. Right. Yeah, I think sometimes people see low carb or keto and or they've asked other people and it's this race to the bottom to get as little carbs as possible. Definitely. And I think that's more personal accounts. You see that? I think we all see recipes online where it claims to be keto and there's, you know, 25 carbs for a tiny serving. Not so much on that front, but definitely on people's personal accounts and, and some of those what I eat in a day things, people really promote this idea of minimal carbs and that's obviously a choice everyone's macros are different and and that's their they may be on a lower set of macros than we are but i think it's important to talk about that idea of having as few carbs as possible we as you said are a few weeks ago added more carbs into our diet so we are not on the lowest end of the low carb spectrum um some people are and so definitely if you're only 20 carbs, 26, I would say 26 is usually the lowest you really should be going for. That's like mm-hmm. keto, right? The losing weight while on keto, 26. It is low carb. You have to be really conscientious about what you're eating. With that said, I don't think you should allow yourself 26 carbs and eat zero, right? Right. And if you've listened to any of our past episodes, we're all about making sure that you're getting proper nutrition and proper amounts of food. I don't want to lose weight because I'm starving myself and I'm not in ketosis, right? There is a big difference. So making sure that it is balanced. Also looking at that balance, we're looking at at making this sustainable and starving yourself is just not sustainable, right? So that I think is a very big discerning difference that we have really noticed. And you know, when we were on regular keto, it was easy to stay under the 25 carbs, but still get enough calories throughout the day to keep up with our regular exercise and our daily lives. Whereas when we switch to plant-based, obviously there's a little bit more carbs. So making sure that we're getting that adequate amount of nutrition, we have to adjust everything else. And I think what we've been seeing is, is a lot of people will see a recipe for like chickpeas that we've put up, right? Chickpeas are inherently more carby, but the rest of the meal is balanced around, or the rest of the day is balanced around those carbier things being a part of the diet. And I think that's what the most important part of really understanding your macros as a whole and then balancing them. And and we want to make sure that as you're making this transition or as we make this transition, you're kind of following along to see if it's something that you want to, a path that you want to go down, that it is going to be an adjustment if you were already doing a keto diet or if you weren't doing anything, it's still going to be an adjustment. Yeah. Like you said, I think avoiding those, right, is looking at your day as a whole, looking at can you balance out a heavier lunch, right, with more carbs, with some chickpeas in it, um, with lighter, less carby breakfast and dinner. 
Um, I also think there is a certain level of acceptance, mm -hmm. right? Um, if you are doing a plant-based keto, you don't have things like meat where it fills you up, but it is zero cup. You are going to have to eat things with more cups in it. Obviously, some of the meat replacements are zero cups, but there's only a few. And because they're sort of pre-seasoned in a way, it's not going to be as great of a variety of things as regular meat. You know, you can eat pretty much any meat and it's zero cups and you can kind of use it as a base and, and add on to it. So I think there is a certain element of plant-based keto. You have to accept that you're not going to be able to compete for the lowest carbs <laughs> when there's people eating meat and that's it, zero carbs. There's mm -hmm. so many, not just meat even, there's so many other things that you can add to a meal on regular keto that are zero carbs and that aren't quite filling. So I think thinking of your day as a whole, definitely accepting that that's part of it. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't have minimal carbs on a plant-based keto and be sustainably losing weight. Like you said, there's a difference between sustainable and, and just starving yourself. From a standpoint of if you're thinking about from a sustainability aspect, some, some tips that we have found as we have made this transition, obviously things have more carbs, right? Plants are going to have more carbs, but the, the upside is, is they're minimally processed. I mean, uh, you know, things like that, uh, you know, load up a little bit more salad. Protein shakes tend to be low carb protein. We add in an MCT oil to get those fats in there. So there are ways that you can kind of twist and, and, and mold your daily diet into fitting in with making sure you get enough nutrients, enough calories, and still within the keto. Um, but just maybe avoiding pre-made things. Um, we have, we are the stance of it's better to have it to stay on track than it is to cut everything out and then fall off the wagon. So, you know, as you incorporate that into your diet, make, you know, make those adjustments as needed. But for us, trying to avoid things that are pre-made tend to be a little bit more carby. Or like empty cups, right? So we are a big fan of some of those replacements of like smart sweets or, you know, other things that hit that like, you can't have sweet candy now, so have something that replaces it. But realistically, you know, seven carbs or depending on the formula, maybe more carbs, 15 carbs for a packet of those smart sweets, there's not a whole bunch in there. Mm -hmm. And, you know, candy, whether it's fake sugar or real sugar, is still going to be empty cups, right? So if you are going to have something that's maybe a little more processed, make sure that it's something that will fill you up and not just empty processed cups. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're great for every now and then, but if you are trying to really be conscientious, it's worth being more selective and, and choosing carbs that are going to really sustain you and, and keep your body nourished rather than, you know, wasting your carbs if you are trying to keep it low carb on some of those Obviously, we have them, so we're not saying it's not a good thing, but it is important to kind of think about those carbs as well. Another tip is is balance across the entire day. If you are down to the micro level of each individual meal, it might look a bit off. So if you look at your entire day's worth of eating as one day and then break however many carbs you have into all three meals or all four meals, however, however you eat, just make sure that you might have something a little carbier in the afternoon, but less carby in the evening that balances out. It's very easy to see a recipe and go, well, that's too carby for me. But remember, when you're looking at individual recipes, you're not eating that for every meal of the day. So, you know, those carbier meals can fit within your macros as long as your rest of your eating is in line with whatever percentages you're going for. And I think the other thing that we try to do is if you are going to have a copy a day, think about planning a workout, planning a mm -hmm. long walk into it. 
just to give you a few more carbs, you know, ending them through a workout. And that also, I think, we find helps your body process it, help your body kind of um, just feel less heavy. If you are used to a diet with minimal carbs, having a meal that is heavier, carb heavier, um, sometimes just feels different for you. It feels like it weighs you down a little <laughs> bit. So having a workout before or having a, a long walk after, something like that, just helps you feel like it wasn't such a big... Now, this is not to say you have to do that to like earn carbs or anything like that. It's just a tip that we have just suggesting sometimes if you feel a bit more full. We love, as we said before, we love going for nice long walks. It's a nice de-stress. It's a nice way for us to kind of chit-chat about our days. In regards to the myth all carbs are bad. We don't think that they are. The way that we are approaching it, it is a necessary part of the diet. It's just balancing across it. So focus on everything and it'll really come together. So this week with our Is It Worth It? This is where we find a product that's either plant-based or keto, sometimes both, that's been advertised to us and we test it out for you to see if it's really as great as it promises to be. So this week we looked at Cereal School. I think they've now changed their name to Schoolyard Snacks because um, they've added more than just cereal to their repertoire, but their cereals are still called Cereal School. Mm -hmm. So this is a almost like nostalgic style cereal. They're trying to replicate the flavors of your childhood with um, not the names of the cereals, but like a, a French toast with cinnamon style flavor and a cookies and cream one. and. And it's trying to replicate cereal flavors that definitely like our generation had as children. And they sell it as individual packets. It's one net carb per package, so per serving. Um, and you can buy different flavors and they'll ship them right to your door. We've never seen them in store, but that's not to say they don't exist in store, right? We've only seen them advertised online, mostly on Instagram. That's mm -hmm. where we've seen the ads. Yeah, and we actually, when we first got started with the plant-based keto, we actually ordered a box thinking that they not only were low carb, but they also fit within our non-animal uh, diet that we're, we're going down. Obviously, plant-based, there is a little wiggle room when it comes to some animal products. For us, we are cutting them out completely. Uh, unfortunately, they use a whey protein isolate, so that is obviously milk-based. I think originally they may have been uh, vegan. So they were vegan, and I don't know what the carbs were previously on that. They were gluten-free and vegan previously, and obviously at some point between us seeing the ad and us ordering it, there was a formula change. Um, obviously not a huge one if you are okay with milk protein isolate, um, I personally have a milk allergy, so I knew pretty quickly that they were not free of milk products, um, personally. But we got them, and, and when we realized, we gave them a try anyway, just to see what they were like. We bought them. We, we still have a box in our cupboard. <laughs> um, now that we realize they're not vegan or fully plant-based, um, so they, we definitely gave them a try, though, to see what, what all the hype was about. I think what's important, and, and this happened to us quite a bit on, when we were doing regular keto, right? When you see something with very little carbs, you should be suspicious. And you know, even the well-combed ingredient list, you still miss things. So it's not that it was trying to deceive, we just maybe missed something and that was our fault. And we'll completely uh, completely own own that. You know, you need to double check. And even, the, even things that you know, like we've said, some products that we know, the carbs were this one day and they're something different another day, right? What we're seeing is, is really, you have the trend of keto, but you also have on the other side, this trend of 
like Weight Watchers and point counting. Mm -hmm. And there's kind of a middle ground in there. So I think a lot of companies are trying to develop products that really kind of fit directly in the middle. Mm-hmm. And I think where kind of one side or the other kind of loses is, you know, when you're trying to do multiple things at once, you're probably going to be okay versus when you focus on just doing one thing, right? So I think what happened is is to expand and grow, right? right? Their company, they're for profit, so it makes sense that they'd want to expand into other niches. Uh, I think that they had to change to either keep up with cost or to meet other requirements from other maybe diets. So I did do some research and I found some blog posts that were a year or two years old, a few different ones, and they didn't really mention keto. So obviously there was some change at some point. They decided to uh, focus more on the keto market. I think it's, we've talked about this before, it's definitely popular. So I don't blame a company trying to capitalize on something that a lot of people are into and very um, excited to spend money on products (laughs) that meet that criteria. But obviously there was some change in some of that. And like you said, that's us. It's important to always do your research. We've said that many times of constantly checking the ingredients, constantly checking the carbs because things change. And as companies realize their old formula doesn't work as well, they change it. Or as they realize they can advertise to kind of a different market, they obviously change things. When it comes to actual taste of it, the product itself, it definitely had a cereal-like texture. Um, It looked like any sort of cereal that you know, small round balls with that kind of crunchy texture. I think the texture was pretty good, pretty normal for cereal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely think the texture was good. It, it, it had that kind of like puff, ball puff uh, look and crunch. It was definitely, when you're doing a plant-based keto, everything tends to be mushy. We've said this many of times. So having something crunchy was more than welcome. Where it falls down is generally cereal is sugary. Well, to replicate that, you're going to have to use alternative sugars. I think that's where the taste really kind of fell flat. We only tried one one flavor, which was the cookies and cream. Mm-hmm. And it's initially, it, it tastes good and it's on point. But I think as it lingers and the milk kind of wears off the flavor, it kind of dissipates pretty quickly. And then you're, you're just left with kind of like this weird sugary back end taste that's not really pleasant, at least to me. And not even sugary as in like sugar. You can definitely taste that fake sugar. Sometimes it's, I don't know how to describe it. It's quite a like almost puckering sugar to me. That's how it comes across. And you can't escape the fake element of it. So like you said, the flavor was pretty minimal and, and the milk does kind of rinse it off fairly quickly. And, then, and like we said, the texture is good. And so if you're missing that texture piece of cereal, then maybe this is good enough um, for you. But for us, I think we... It just wasn't enough flavor for us. Yeah. But at one carb, it's not the end of the deal. I think the bigger deal breaker, for me at least personally, is milk protein isolate. It's enough dairy that it does affect me. So I like there's no point in eating something that doesn't taste good to then have the after effects of <laughs> having a milk allergy. For me personally. Yeah. And yeah, I, I don't think it's worth it for our particular diet. Mm-hmm. But I do think that if you're looking for something to satisfy that crunch and maybe mm-hmm. that sh- that sugary cereal taste yeah. and feel, I definitely think that it might be for some people. And I think it's if you are looking at plant-based and you're okay with the milk isolate, mm-hmm. then I definitely I would give it a try and see if it's something that you know maybe livens up the, the day-to-day. But like I said, for us, I don't think it's worth it. Yeah. They do also make cheese puffs. That's why I said at the very start, they've changed their name to schoolyard snacks rather than just cereal school. And so they do make cheese puffs now, like a regular and a hot 
Um, I think they're, you know, riffing off of Cheetos and Flaming Hot Cheetos sort of mm. style. And because that's not sweet flavor, it may not have the fake sweetener taste. We have not tasted those, full disclosure. A, because it obviously has milk protein isolate, and I don't really want to buy more things that I can't eat. But also they're sold out, which may be an indication that if the cheese puffs are sold out but not the cereal on the website, and I just checked today, um, maybe those have a better taste and more people are buying them. Mm-hmm. It is a newer product, so maybe it was just like an initial release and they're waiting to release more. But maybe if you really do need that crunch still and you're missing that chip style or potato chip style, that might be something to to give it a go. For us though, like we said, not worth it. We like to keep all animal products out. So for us, it's, it's a no-go. Next, we'll do wins, fails, and adjustments. I'll kick us off with wins. Uh, one of the biggest wins that we have had in the last week is we have really diversified the flavors that we are putting on our tofu and really honing in on quick ways to make tofu more exciting. Mm-hmm. This doesn't seem like a big deal, but realistically, when it become when we switched, tofu became a big staple within our diet to replace a lot of those animal-based proteins. So making it taste good was number one priority. And I think we finally hit a good stride of simple, low-carb flavors that we can add to it that really kind of make dishes a little bit more exciting. Definitely. And I think just simple things like cooking the tofu beforehand and letting it rest really allows for that uh, crispier texture when you fry tofu. Whereas sometimes it, when you fry it, even though it looks golden brown, it's just not crispy yet, which is <laughs> bizarre. Um, so giving it like resting time almost definitely helps with that flavor, helps with the texture. Um, we've noticed a big change. Yeah, and I think that that kind of oddly transitions into our fails of the variety of meals after a couple of months of doing this has really started to wear us down. It seems like we have been kind of craving different things. And I think a lot of that is due to the fact that we, as much as we like to think we have a lot of variety, we really don't because we're kind of limited in specific things. And and especially once you niche it down into keto, it then really kind of drives that availability of foods even, even farther down. So I think for us, our big fail is we're still really working on that variety of the whole week. And I know this was our fail from last week and we were kind of working on it, but we really haven't found any recipes that really change it or really found any good variety yet. We found a few new ingredients um, from following some other plant-based social media accounts, things like that. But we're still working on really feeling like the meals are varied, not just a few factors of the meals are varied. Mm -hmm. From an adjustment standpoint, one, we're going to try and vary our meals more, right? Mm -hmm. And that's really, that comes down to our research. And then the other thing that we haven't really done, and we talked about it last week, is is we've changed a few things in the last few weeks, and we're really just going to keep them going the way that they are. We're big proponents of you need to give some changes time to see if they really are effective. So we are going to give those probably two more weeks to see if we see any benefit to those those changes. And then I will definitely report back on the adjustments if we need to change it or if we're, we think that they're going well. Yeah, we don't want to change too much. Like we've said so many weeks, um, we don't want to change too much and feel like we don't know what is effective and what's not. So really limiting those change. Like you said, we working on the variety, We've added in walks into our day to see if that's helping with the shift on the scales. And we'll just give those both plenty of time to really have a chance to take effect and see if they work. Yeah, definitely. 
Well, I think with that, that's the episode. Thank you so much for, for joining us. And we hope you really enjoy the new format. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're looking for additional content, you can find us at consumeforgood.com or all the socials. You can find us at Consume for Good. And uh, we look forward to seeing you next week. Yeah, see you then. Mm-hmm.